Hey, hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 42, we think. <laughs> um, and a big welcome to Scott, who's going to join me today. Say hi, Scott. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, and uh, we're going to reflect uh, a little bit on last week's uh, hashtag TalkMH and kind of more on the general topic of self-harm, which was discussed obviously last week. Um, I think there are a couple of things for me, I guess, that kind of came up that I think will kind of affect our discussion a little bit with regards to, um, I actually really appreciate that the group had this as a discussion point. Um, and so many people were able to discuss it openly. Um, and that was really great. Uh, but I did feel like, um, it was quite a difficult one with regards to it being a group conversation. Cause you sometimes feel like you can't always comment on what other people say, cause you don't want to trigger stuff. Um, and I think this did feel like a quite a poignant one this week. I don't know what your kind of first impression was of that as a topic, Scott. Uh, well, to be fair, yes, it is a, it's a very tricky subject uh, to begin with. Um, so, as you say, Mike, it's you, you know you, you really have to it, it, you have to start it off well. Mm. Um, and, and as you say, uh, Steve, um, it, it can be triggering in in a lot of ways. But we also have to remember that a lot of uh, topics uh, to do with mental health can be triggering in themselves. Um, It's just a case that self-harm might be one of those uh, topics that are perhaps a little bit more quote-unquote obvious uh, in terms of it being triggering than some others, perhaps. Do you think, um, because that's definitely, in my mind, I feel like this is more of a, a triggering subject, However, do you think maybe myself or people like me that have that opinion, do we have that because this is a part of mental health where there is something physical where we can actually see it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right in that it does manifest itself in in, in physical forms and and, and people, I think, sometimes lose track of uh, what physical manifestations it can be. So you've got, for example, uh, you've got... um, you know, you've got cuts, you've got, but then of course you've got other forms of uh, as well. I mean, mm. uh, you've got people that, um, I mean, in in severe cases, um, you've got people who don't believe that they can, uh, that it's justified for them to to eat or for them to sort of what you might uh, classify as an example of self care. Mm. And, and and that people I think could also count that sort and sort of think well is that self harm or is it not? I mean it's a very hard thing to to, to pinpoint. And I, I think because a lot of people, I mean I, I don't mind saying I have experience of it myself as mm. well. Um, it, it's a very hard thing to sort of it's it's like an umbrella because. I think, you know, there's a lot of assumptions when it comes to mental health. And one of them, particularly with self-harm, is that, oh, he's just done this or that. Mm. And it's it's like a lot of other things. It's never that clear cut, mm. really. And, you know, you know so... Yeah. I think, like you say, there is that, that view sometimes that self-harm is very much the first thought in people's minds. I think of things like... Um, I I guess it comes to that point where we're going to start to mention some stuff, but it does come yeah. to things where you're talking about things like cutting and burning and 
obviously if it becomes quite serious then we're looking at things like um suicide as well but yes like yeah. like you've mentioned there actually um if it affects your eating pattern if it affects your your physical activity um even things like that to an extent are self-harm um yeah and i've even heard um i've heard someone be kind of recommended that a way that they could kind of deal with the um the anxiety that was building up and the need to self-harm was to have um one of the like the elastic bands around their wrist and flick that um yeah but i've also heard that on kind of the the other side of that actually be described as a form of self-harm because you're hurting yourself while you do that yeah, it, it's a tricky one. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, you could describe it. It's a group thing as damage, mm. because that's the, that's the word I tend to try and remember to, to to think or to say. Because you're absolutely right. Certain words in themselves can be can be very triggering and what yeah. have you. But one one story uh, just to follow on from that, Mike, which is um, I've seen quite a few people actually do this where. Uh, instead of uh, damage, they actually uh, get a uh, non-permanent permanent rather uh, marker. Yeah. And they, in effect, uh, I mean, obviously, they're, they're sort of, you can uh, uh, draw stuff and what have you. But what people actually do is actually draw on their own uh, bodies in some case. So mm. wherever they perhaps, previously perhaps have, um, hurt themselves and actually just—I mean, I remember seeing a couple of cases where they've actually sort of drawn sort of leaves or flowers or something like that, and that's a bit of a, a, a moniker, if you like. And, and they're sort of saying, "Right, I'm doing this. Mm. It's not—you know—it's it, still being—it's being creative in a way because if that for them actually stops them from, if that sort of arrests the the urge previous behaviour, yeah, yeah. Then, then that has to be that has to be you know has to be applauded first of all because mm. yeah it, 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 it's it's a hard thing to to stop as as, as many people know. Mm. And I think it's one of those. I don't know. I feel like it is one of those topics. I guess everything in mental health is, but it is one of those topics where it is difficult to talk about um, yeah. whether you're affected or whether you're not. I guess even more so if you're not. Um, but that kind of emphasizes the reason why it is so important to talk about it. Um, and, um, as we're saying, like the different ways that people try to, or do, um, cope with those, um, illnesses, those urges, um, and those habits. Um, I think it really is important to, to create that type of community that, um, you can get in different places. And I suppose the old school thing is sitting in like a, a village hall or a school that's not being used where they have like those um similar to like aa meetings where you sit down and talk about what what's going on what your problems are and what you've um maybe achieved what, through that challenge um yeah and these kind of online communities actually give you a chance to kind of do that um it may be a slightly more secure way like you're not meeting in a geographical location so you're not necessarily meeting people that you're going to walk past in the street or that know you because they work in the same place um, mm. So there is a bit more security to maybe talk more openly about some of the stuff that people are struggling with. 
Sure. I mean, it's, it's almost it's almost like you're creating a new topic there. Obviously, we've got Gamblers Anonymous, what um, have mm. you, but it's almost um, Self Harmers Anonymous. Yeah, so that, that's that's a new tag, if you like. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. But you know, if if I may, just for a second, I think it's not just. For, for some people, and I, I should issue a trigger warning when I uh, talk about this particular bit because it is quite deep, but I think it's not just the urges side. Mm. Um, I think for some people it's a, a very much a belief thing as well, it, um, Mike, in that they it's, it's not just an urge for them to hurt themselves, but it's in some cases I think – People sort of get into a, a mindset or a cycle or a, just a you know a feeling, if you like, mm. that this is what they deserve. Yeah, and, and this is exactly one reason why one of many, as you say, why it has to be talked about because you could be feeling very anxious, you could be feeling very depressed, and you can see very limited uh, ways out. Let's say, and. You know that for for me, I have to say um, that would be part of the, the 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 thinking that oh, gold, this is all I deserve to to do. Mm. Whereas, it, it, like a lot of things, when you get stuck in a in a real rotten place, I mean, I've heard on a, on a wider note, um, you've just touched on it there, Mike. But um, it's not just the, the food aspect. Um, people can self harm through uh, addiction as well mm. um through uh, again that's another sticky topic but they can uh, abuse themselves if you like through uh drink drugs and and, and goodness knows uh, mm. goodness knows what pretty much um so it's a it's a very wide topic but you're right in that i think there is a bit of an assumption that it's oh it's, it's this or that one or two particular things where it isn't really yeah i think that's the the area that I I don't feel like we particularly kind of picked up on as much during that chat this week. Um, I don't know if that's because, again, the uh, the conversations didn't feel as deep. It was more like um, kind of one person says something, they might get one reply, and then we kind of move on to the next tweet and things like that. It wasn't, or I didn't feel like there was an in-depth discussion, which um, I guess it's difficult because I suppose you build up to some of those conversations and maybe that's something that we are kind of conscious that potentially is more triggering for some people or does have more of an instant reaction. Um, yeah. And yeah. for that reason, probably those conversations didn't go further and maybe they did kind of not necessarily offline, um, but away from that um, open sourced yeah. format. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, uh, to be fair, I think we have to remember that um, hashtag TalkMH is a public forum mm, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and discussions like that, which, as you say, are in-depth, um, really, those – I mean, as you say, there are certain topics that lend themselves probably more to uh, in-depth discussions that are private. Yeah, and uh, and I would imagine that they would people would be more forthcoming. Not saying it's any less difficult. Of course, it's difficult yeah. to to talk about, but it might well be that people feel more. I mean, Twitter is a great leveler, as we know, mm. but it, it it it's not a one size fits all policy, is it? People may well feel more comfortable talking about certain things face to face, or in in Twitter's case, uh, DMs, perhaps. Yeah. I think so. And I think as well being, like you say, aware that it is 
an open platform and actually um one person maybe quite wants to talk about it but will only talk about it to people they've spoken about before um and so it doesn't necessarily quite fit into that format of the open discussion um but again i think that maybe brings up one of the good things of the the talk in in again i'd say this week actually a few different people that i um have never been involved in the chat again coming along for the first time um because of that kind of potentially the rotation of the like the guest host um the rotation of topics as well um yeah and i think that's a really good thing is that it, it doesn't feel like you kind of get stuck in on Oh, we're particularly talking about this and i know there are other chats that do that and that is great and they are they are definitely worth being there um, but it is yeah. one of the things that i like about um talking is that some weeks it's something that you're really affected by other weeks it's things that affect you but not as much and sometimes it's something that you've got um kind of no experience of and it's a chance to learn about um what that yeah. uh, mental illness is what other people go through and actually a chance to kind of learn and bond with other people as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, yeah. Uh, I do think that's, for me, I feel like that's one of the strengths of um, of that, I don't know, that group, that community, um, yeah, I is mean, that we have that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, I think I, I, think I said this uh, last time on, mm. on a previous episode as well, but, you know, and all credit to, to, to Hannah and mm. and. Uh, absolutely, but I think the other thing which also I would I try and reinforce, and I would like to do so, which is uh, when it started, you have you had a few uh, people when it started, and as you've said there, Mike, it's gradually built week after week after week, and you can't put a price on well, you can't put, put can't put a price on many things, but you certainly can't put a price on the amount of people that are still joining it, as you say. Mm. Um, now you know and it, it's brilliant that one person steps forward and creates it not knocking that at all but at the end of the day you have oh goodness knows how many 30 40 50 plus um people joining in for an hour every week yeah and i'm sure hannah will say uh, will, will agree with this in that without that and the fact that if it continues to grow then all power to it and that's necessary yeah and like you say at the end of the day it's great to have that idea but if people didn't come forward and weren't willing to talk about their experience or to exactly learn and share with other people then that idea would go nowhere um and i think we see that through the creation of some of the other um groups that are available or the communities that you can join in with um and i know there's specific um mental illness uh chats that go on so not generalized kind of mental health ones um yeah and they can be really yeah, there, useful there are as well specific, yeah there are specific ones i mean um i mean i've sort of opened my eyes a bit to them in recent months myself mm. um and you're right there are specialist ones there are ones that are more uh, generalized but there are also ones for particular communities i mean i've also noticed that there's actually quite a few uh, for healthcare professionals as well. Oh, okay. Um, that have cropped up. Um, one such one that I do uh, two actually that I do remember offhand, which are uh, one of them is hashtag We Nurses, and the other one is if I remember right, hashtag We MHNs, which is basically uh, mental health nurses, I believe. Okay. And this is, a, I think, it's a great example of 
uh, how the professionals of the next generation of, of, of staff, if you like, mm. um, can actually utilise social media because we, we've, we've lived, I would say, uh, particularly the last uh, 10 to 15 years where service user involvement has been growing and growing steadily uh, in, in terms of its interaction with uh, staff and what have you. Um, but it, it needs to carry on growing and why I think there's a load of, there's a big sort of tug of war going on, I think, at the minute. And the, the, the next generation of staff really does need to interact with uh, service users and former service users as well. And Twitter is another um, example, shall we say, of, of, of a platform that can be utilised. Mm. And like you say, I think, um, actually the opportunity to really engage with people and make them aware that you can you don't necessarily have to do it on form on forms on uh, for, on platforms like twitter but um that the communication is open that, like you say if you've got mental health professionals and nurses and um other people that are involved in mental health really talking about um kind of the support that's available the sort of work that goes into that um, that yeah. can be viewed by other people. And actually, again, any, anything that kind of opens up that conversation, um, I think is is kind of a real benefit. I know I've seen it in a slightly different way um, in uh, in my workplace a few months ago where we had a, a group of students doing some fundraising for, oh, I can't remember specifically what they were raising funds for, um, but they were trying to raise awareness of depression. So what they'd done is they'd organised like some football tournament. They're raising money for whichever mental health charity they they were linked in with. Um, and the, uh, like, there was some material and things like that available um, through the day and while they were fundraising about depression. Um, and I went and spoke with uh, one of the organisers of that and I was like, oh, so what's going on? And they were like, well, basically, we are just going to play football. We're not looking or expecting people to come forward and talk to us. Um, and we don't have anyone specifically that could really do that if they wanted to. But what we are trying to do is actually give people a bit of information, signpost them to relevant stuff that's available sure. and give them the opportunity to talk with other people if they want to. Like it might not be a professional, but um, yeah. we're starting that conversation. And I was like, actually, that's a really good thing. Like the acknowledgement yeah. that, yeah, you don't have to be a professional. Like we can all signpost and have that conversation with each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not just. A, it's not an inward way of uh, way of way of doing it. Absolutely. I mean, bringing it back to, to self harm, and, mm. and I, I try not to think of the uh, so called textbook culture that much, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but I'm showing that I'm not a member of staff here. But um, I, I do wonder how the said textbook culture would approach uh, very. Key, um, very key things. So, I mean, just just imagine for a second what's uh, whether it be a chapter or whether it be a few pages to actually talk about that particular um, the, the, the particular issue of self harm, mm. and you sort of actually think. And I do feel for the staff a little bit here because what is put in that, I mean, whatever case studies they throw in and what have you, mm. it's it's going to be. I mean, sometimes I call it a, a one dimensional thing because at the end of the day it takes a lot of imagination to to add another dimension to it and whereas if you actually had um those with lived or live, living experience of mental health particularly of 
uh, cell farmers well, then that really would add another uh, would add another layer of complexity, but it would also add another dimension to it. So you've got a three dimensional view then, yeah, of somebody who has lived it. One of the things that I have experienced before when talking to people about self harm is the idea that. Um, if you want to talk about mental health, yeah, like generally we won't do that, but yeah, if you want to do that, you can do that. That's fine. Um, but somehow the idea of talking about self-harm is very different. I think because there's that mindset of like, we've mentioned a few times now, this, I guess, stereotypical view of what, um, some mental health illnesses are like. And this idea that, um, someone that has anxiety panics a lot about different things someone that has depression always looks really sad and is looking out a window and someone that um, self-harms cuts themselves now arguably then when you're talking about trying to raise awareness for um, these illnesses you're going to have to use some sort of imagery because no one reads anything Um, and I think the idea of having someone that maybe looks anxious or someone that looks sad while being inaccurate doesn't necessarily yeah. appear to be triggering or suggestive where seeing someone with cuts on their arms or something like that i think yeah. is seen in a very different way and is seen to be both a negative view potentially triggering and something that people just don't want to see um yeah. that is it's so difficult because arguably that's one of the reasons why again some of that stuff should be shown it should be about raising awareness recognizing that actually like some people do cut themselves some people do self-harm and it is nothing to do with cutting um yeah and the idea that something because in my mind i i and again i could be wrong i don't feel like seeing someone with cuts on their arms is offensive i think it's just people don't like to see it um yeah and for me isn't that rather than being in some way having a negative view to that poster or that image shouldn't it be about the fact that actually yeah that's really horrible to look at but that's just a poster at the end of the day like we're talking about people that have that on their body um and by talking about it by raising awareness we hope to sort of help prevent that or provide more support for those people that are in that situation yeah absolutely i mean you're thinking about that the other sort of well used i mean thankfully it's starting to fade now but of course the, the head clutcher image oh geez i mean yeah. that that's another you say, one that, yeah that's, you say fade <laughs> i still see it quite a lot <laughs> well I, I don't i mean for me i don't see it as much as i used to okay. um and that's and that's good but obviously from your reaction there it certainly needs a lot more fading out <laughs> but um yeah i think you're absolutely right in terms of yeah, people don't want to see things like that but the other thing, two things with that is, one, it breeds panic in other people mm. as well. Because, um, I mean, I, I remember I remember one experience of that was the reaction Yeah. Uh, for, for, for a start. And, um, you, you know, it's it's an it's a, it's a absolute manifestation as well that at the end of the day, people are hurting. Mm. Okay. And that may sound a very obvious thing to, to say. But, you know, it's not just the whatever the manifestation is, whether it's damage, whether it's uh, whether, it, whether it's drink or, or, you know, alcohol abuse or whatever. But it's it's the, the sign that people are hurting and therefore what's 
you know, obviously, if people are hurting, then that really. I mean, there's, there's usually obviously there's usually a reason for why um, some somebody's hurting, but you know, it, it's that which you have to sort of muck in and sort of. I mean, hence why you have to talk to people because otherwise mm. people just continually feel cut off and the, the risk um, to being stuck in that cycle uh, uh, perpetuates potentially. Yeah, agreed. And I think while you were talking there as well, it just kind of brought into my mind that idea of um, not to be light-hearted about it, but how closely actually this resembles things like smoking um, mm. and actually the fact that smoking itself is a form, arguably, of self-harm. Um, and that Certainly that, damaging. That um, is, I say, a habit, a coping mechanism that, that people use um, in certain situations. And I wonder, um, given the kind of imagery and attack that has been used to try and cut down on, although something that is legal, um, that has tried to cut down on the growth and the usage of of that as an activity, I guess, um, where we try to show people pictures of blacked out lungs and all the damage that you are doing to yourself. Um, and... I wonder how, while that was offensive to start off with, actually people come to accept that imagery. Um, I wonder in my mind now, like how different that actually is when you think of some of the images that you see used for that. Like, is that hugely different in that it's something that arguably people are choosing to do? Um, yeah. And yeah, the damage it's, it's... that you're causing is not pleasurable to see, but is shown as a prevention. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a, that's a tricky one. I mean, you could, yeah, it's certainly you could argue it's a form of damage, but that could, I mean, this could also apply to drink as well. Yeah, uh, we're we're opening a Pandora's box into a much wider topic here, but it's one of those things, or both of them, perhaps, uh, drink and and the old puffers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that you know they were perhaps more socially accepted. Mm. Um, oh yeah, uh, a number of decades yeah. ago. Whereas, uh, and this is where the old, the old politically correct PC argument comes swiping <laughs> in as well. Um, is it sort of? It's not accepted. It's more frowned on um, these days, and you know, and, and of course that indirectly leads into the whole, you know, issue of choice and liberty and all yeah, of that. Yeah, that's very true. But it's, you know, it is, it is a form of damage. I mean, at the end of the day, the other, the other issue as well um, about. You know the, this sort of pandemic of obesity as well. Mm, have you? Yeah. I mean, that's another that's another sort of uh, aspect of uh, people argue it's another aspect of, of, of damage and what have you. But you, you know, self harm at the end of the day does, as we've said, take take many forms. Yeah. Um, they all deserve uh, thoughtfulness. Um, and and respect. I mean, it's not a case of just going, oh God, you do that. Yeah. You know, why do you do that? You know, I've I've certainly had, um, I've heard and certainly had people saying those sorts of things um, to to me in the past as well. And I'm sort of shaking my head, going, stop, a stop asking so many questions, and b, you know, look something up before you open yeah. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, it's it's that's the polite way of saying it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think for me, um, like. 
I feel like we've obviously touched on things like the the drink, um, drugs, and and smoking and things like that, and how that can fit in, obviously, food as well. And I think, in my mind, that does fit in a little bit to self-harm. It is... For me, it's quite wide of the mark of the general conversation that obviously has been focused on last week. And it is definitely wide of the mark in regards to um, the uh, the main focus that I think people have when they talk about self-harm. But yeah. I also feel like that's the value in being able to talk openly about some of this stuff that we see how those yeah. kind of connections are in place how different things affect people in different ways and do yeah. you know what like some people over or under eat because they want to some people do that because they want to train or prepare for something some people do it because they maybe don't feel great in that moment um, and some people do do it as a form of self-harm and I think being able to have that conversation is one of the great things about groups obviously like um, the one that we're talking about and some of the other ones um, that I think we've probably seen online as well, is being able to have that conversation actually helps to um, put people at ease about talking about subjects that may be a little bit kind of taboo um, mm. to talk about openly at the moment in society, um, things that people may be scared to discuss and ask questions and um, kind of, oh, if I wanted to know about um like whatever i feel like oh i might be affected by that but who do i ask actually having the opportunity to just drop in on these chats here what some people say i think oh like yeah i i do kind of associate with that and it's great to hear some of these like coping methods and things that people use and know that i'm not the only person and i think um you're never gonna exactly fit into each person's situation but that's why no. the open conversations are, I think are really valuable in, um, in this environment. Yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely different people, not only do different people have different opinions, but different people have different experiences, uh, as well. And the, the thing with that, and you were saying about sort of how do you learn about new things? And, you know, this is why, again, uh, talking mate is is good at for for people that because nobody's knowledgeable on every subject, but mm. uh, um, uh, you know whoever comes out with that is either on a bit of an ego trip or just you know <laughs> flat, flat out fibbing. But yeah. you know, but probably the, the first the one. Thing is, well, well, I've I've said my piece just then. Um, but you, you know just. It's how we learn. I mean, ask yeah. ask a question. This mm. is the thing, and I'm not being all philosophy philosopher like, mm. but just just ask a question. I mean, at the end of the day, all of us make mistakes on how we sort of approach stuff sometimes. But honestly, asking questions is 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 how you learn. I mean, the, I'm going a bit off topic here, but you know, it, people think that these things are, are, are clear cut. And, you know, this could be on a whole myriad of, of topics. I mean, even going into how NHS and how staff approach these things, you know, it, it, it just it takes time. We all we all learn stuff as as we as we get older. And I'm not going to put in there that I'm getting wiser as I'm getting older, because that would be a bit <laughs> <laughs> pushing the boat out. But, More knowledgeable at but, the very least. <laughs> Oh well, that's that's very flattering. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but um but but yeah i mean that this is the thing you just ask questions and you know one bit of knowledge might counteract with another bit of knowledge or it might sort of bed in with it i mean it's it, 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 nothing is no journey especially no journey with mental health is smooth as we all know and you know knowledge, knowledge is power is a very well well known and well used phrase but it does uh, have have some real merits to it yeah and i think i feel like i'm harping on about it but i think that is the benefit of having that group where you can talk openly but also as we mentioned earlier where you have got more people coming into the group. Um, so you've got people that experience different things, um, people in different locations where there can be different types of struggle. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, you're maybe someone that's, that is a bit more rural, um, just because it's the first example I think of, and you have got maybe a little bit less opportunity to get in contact with different people or take part in different activities yeah. or have those distractions as well. So. Um, absolutely absolutely i mean every everyone's different but crucially as well everybody is valuable and mm. that's i think that's a very good line to <laughs> to end with yeah that is a pretty good one that was almost like it was planned <laughs> it wasn't i assure you <laughs> um yeah i i did like i say um i think we've really enjoyed the um the talk that happened um, last week and kind of the conversations like this one that have kind of spilt out from that as well, um, yeah. I think shows the value in, in talking about these topics that um, can be so dangerous for so many people as well. Um, so it was really great to have, I think it was um, uh, Sam that hosted last thursday so at little underscore fickle um so a big thank you to her for hosting uh last week's hashtag talk mh where it was um like i say it, it was a potentially difficult topic and i think um the way that the chat ran um was really good so uh a big thank you to her for kind of being able to set the tone i guess for that chat yeah, absolutely. Thanks to her indeed. I mean, it was approached with uh, sensitivity and well-meaning uh, mm. as well. And, and again, that sounds obvious, but, you know, these things can take a, a turn uh, pr pretty quickly. So, yeah, kudos to her for that. Yeah, I think there was a couple of was there a couple of tweets. I'm never going to find them. A couple of tweets like before the chat started that was, um, I think, set the tone quite nicely and... Um, as we've said, whether this is or isn't a slightly different topic to some of the mental health issues that we've looked at before. It was quite nice, I think, just to kind of set that out um, early on as well. So that was good to see. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to mention towards the end of the podcast, Scott? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Cheers, mate. Cool. Um, well, obviously, we both really enjoyed being involved um, with the chat last week and um discussing a topic that actually i don't mind saying that i don't it sounds weird i don't get a chance to discuss or i just don't discuss um very often um so i really enjoyed that um that was a chance to talk with people in a kind of an open way about some of the stuff that we struggle with and um also some of the things that really help us get through those difficult moments as well 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more more generally as well. Um, you know, one, as you said earlier, one can help uh, one bracket of people, let's say. Um, and let's, let's not forget, there are people that can't make it on that particular um, point of uh, time of the week, perhaps, mm. and read it back afterwards. And you sort of think, again, this is one of the benefits, perhaps, of it being on a, on a public forum. Yeah. Um, in that people can actually read it afterwards and think, oh, Blimey, no, I, I, didn't, I don't look at it like that, you know. It, yeah. It's just, as you say, it's interesting to, to see different views. And I definitely think, I, um, I've, I'm sure, if not today, then it was yesterday, I saw someone, it popped up on my feed, so someone replied or mentioned something in relation to someone else's um, tweet from that night because it re-popped up again on my feed. Um, so people do um, kind of go back um, at different times and and look through those yeah. chats and there does seem to be quite a lot of people i don't know if you've noticed this that um will tweet in usually in the first 20 minutes or so um and say that they can't make it but they're going to look at it later on as well so it does show that yeah um like you say some people are not able to make it for that one week or generally they're always busy on that time but they do come in and check it yeah. um a different time and i think that shows the strength and the importance of of that group and of the conversations that are being had as well yeah it does indeed absolutely yeah cool um so thank you very much for listening into what we think still is episode 42 <laughs> god no. so i'm pretty sure just, I, just I, stage 41 B yeah, and be done yeah I, I feel i feel more sure because i've just committed to it now <laughs> so <laughs> if it's wrong at least it's wrong all the way through so um, okay next week will be 42 B then so thank you very much for listening you can check out um information from the podcast over on facebook uh and on twitter um so on twitter it's uh well, it is open underscore general underscore um and if you're happy to receive all of the general crap that i talk about i'm mike underscore douglas underscore uh and all of the information uh about the podcast the blog and all the other stuff that goes on um is on my website which you can find at mikesopenjournal.com and if you want to get in contact with scott scott What's all your connections and mentions and stuff? Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I was just listening to that. That's, that was one hell of a plug. <laughs> um, yes, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Scott. Uh, that's two T's, MHC14. Uh, if you want, I've, I've forgotten my blog now. There's, there you go. There you, you got go. too, too busy giggling at your plug. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just just uh, my blog address will be on that, and uh, that's that account. I sort of mainly tweet about um, mental health and and, and uh, sport and what have you. And uh, feel free to give it a follow. Cool, awesome stuff. Thank you very much for for coming on again, Scott. And we, I think, I'm that's it. right in saying we're both really looking forward to next week's talk mh which is at the usual time of 8 30 i always question it um is at 8 30 on a thursday um so it's definitely worth checking out um i'm not too sure i feel like i have seen the host I, i'm not sure if it's meg next week that's hosting um i think it is yes. yeah where we i say next week um this podcast to go up probably like an hour before the chat so um it's possible you'll see that chat before you listen to this one um the perils of recorded podcasts eh? i know i know <laughs> i'm hitting those key times um and i think that conversation is around uh, mental health and relationships so um yes. i know definitely a very interesting one for for me to be a part of um, yeah, definitely. So fascinating topic yeah, indeed, yeah i'm really looking forward to that um so we'll definitely try and get um 
might try and get a podcast at the end of that one um because this organizing over the weekend seems to be really i don't know <laughs> it feels like a long time ago that we were talking about this uh but yeah so thank you very it's not much slip shot, don't worry i oh, know this is like the longest <laughs> longest long-winded <laughs> exit to a podcast i think it's taken like five minutes um most laughs in it yeah, yeah that's, that's, true. That's, that's true that's true uh so thank you very much for listening uh and please do remember you're not alone out there